and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shun and Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Deserter, a collection of Juji Ito's early works. Mm-hmm. Because it's spooky. That actually is kind of spooky. Yes. <laughs> finally, finally actual horror. Kevin, how did we not read Chainsaw Man all of October? It's staring right don't at us. Know. It would have greatly been boosted our SEO. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> We're idiots. That's why we didn't read Chainsaw Man. And it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but we did read Chun and Jump, which mm-hmm. we didn't read Chainsaw Man that either. I mean, I did. I got caught up in Chainsaw Man because I was three behind all of a sudden somehow. I still haven't, but... It's pretty good. But what was in there was The Elusive Samurai, Chapter 83, Recognition 1335, which is not spooky. No. What did you think of Elusive Samurai this week, Kevin? I thought it was pretty good. I really like, you know, this whole thing was kind of like, yeah, and then, like, everyone figured out who the young lord was. And I love that the one chick was like, you know, oh, hey, dad, what's up? Oh, 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 was that asshole the whole time? Yeah, everybody is like, oh, it was that kid. Yep. He's my enemy. Yeah. I, I do like that bit. I like the resolution to this fight for the most part as well. Yep. I, I don't. I guess I don't have much to say on it, honestly, which is why I asked you. It comes to a pretty quick conclusion, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought overall it was very, very good. So I liked it. That'll take us to Hunter Hunter Chapter 391, Clash Part 2, because if you're going to come back after four years, you should come back on Part 2. two. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I did not get caught up all the way on this current Hunter Hunter arc, so um, I don't remember. Like, I have the broad strokes of what's going on right now. No clue what the hell is going on in this chapter. Yeah, my first note is: Will I understand any of this? And there are pigeon handcuffs. I understood that. Yeah, like there's you know cool powers. One guy uh, turns his hand into like an axe head or a mallet, maybe, and the other guy can like turn inanimate objects into animals which is like neat pigeon handcuffs and uh he does something else he does a camera kitten first that's right he does the camera kitten so like you know very excited to be to have hunter hunter back but like i said did not get all the way caught up on hunter hunter i'm still several chapters away from this i'm like i don't i again i have the broad strokes of what's going on with like the princes are battling it out and there's this whole thing going on but i do not remember what was happening in part one let alone you know most recently yeah last time we were reading hunter hunter i vaguely remember a guy i don't think he was actually trying to become god but i remember like a guy and his goals and i don't remember a, so that's, a pigeon handcuff guy about to fight some people at all that was i'm assuming that's going to be the fourth prince so a lot of this arc is about the prince's like selection going on where they all stick their hand in a pot which generates nen beasts for them kind of like awakening them awakening them to nen abilities sort of like some of them I think already knew it but they all got their own special nen beast and then they had this like battle royale to see who's going to be the next king uh, and princes is a bit of a western misnomer uh prince is any child of the current king regardless of gender so like the fourth prince actually is a dude who has a huge god complex of like literally everyone else is inferior to me so they should serve me uh and then one of the princes is like a two-year-old child i mean it checks out sounds like some game of thrones shit yep 
who's still who has his own Nen Beast and is still actually sounds from like some Hunter I, Hunter shit. Yeah, I was like, who has his own Nen Beast and from what I remember is still actively in the competition. Uh, yeah, that's that. I would assume so, given that it's Hunter Hunter and mm-hmm. not I don't know a bad manga. Yep, Aliens area. Let's say. So yeah, I, I like. I'm going to. I'm not going to knock this chapter uh, because it's. It was kind of my fault that I didn't get caught up. Like they gave me plenty of time to do it. I don't. I, I'm of two minds on that. I agree with you, but also it does feel like maybe you should run some sort of last time on Hunter Hunter. And I think they do a little bit of that, like him making the kitten camera first mm-hmm. to explain his powers. Like in contrast to when I we were reading Hunter Hunter last time, it was in Jump. I followed it a lot better. I feel like yeah even though I don't know the grand details of why or who. Yeah, I, I was more like every, people had levels, and I was like, that's not, that's got to be some weird thing going on right now that I like. I don't remember exactly what's going on with this. But you have to imagine there are a lot of readers who've never heard of Hunter of Hunter before. Oh, I'm who sure. picking this up. We're picking this up for the first time. And so, like like I said, I, I don't want to try and knock the, the chapter too much for, because I think I'm at, honestly a worse disadvantage than somebody who has no idea what's going on because i have conflicting things in the back of my head of like was that what was happening i thought this thing no i guess i don't remember exactly how that thing went versus someone who just has no clue and jumped in feet first is like uh okay this guy makes animals or inanimate objects into animals and and these I guess guys these have two weird guys powers. in color on the cover of the main characters, this kid and this guy in a school uniform. Yep. <laughs> I honestly, I I haven't gotten to the part, but so at the beginning of this arc, Gon has lost his Nen abilities because that was the whole thing with the Chimera arc when yeah. he became like, he he essentially he made him. a Sadako. <laughs> Kevin Fair. is giving me this look that I wish you could see. <laughs> But so he basically gave up his Nen abilities to defeat the Chimera ant that killed Kite. It wasn't that he gave up his Nen abilities. It was like he he made a Nen bond to grant himself the power as if he had been training for 20 years right now. So like, you know, right now he's like 13 or something like that. But he made himself peak physical condition like i've done nothing but train all day every day for 20 years but it kind of burned his life force out and it required Killua's sister to bring him back but when they did he didn't get his nen abilities back so i don't remember if he's in because you know at the start of this at the start of this arc he's like back home with his mom (laughs) whoever he lived with whoever he lived i don't remember if it's adoptive mom or actual mom I think it's actual mom and Ging just, you know, left her as well. But like, you know, she's getting him to like get into school. But I don't remember if he gets his Nen abilities back and has snuck onto the ship or if that hasn't happened yet or if he's just going to show up at some point and kind of like backsplain. It's That's Hunter what Hunter. I he did. can show up in three arcs. Yeah. No clue. Don't remember. Where's Killa and all this? Is he on the boat? I thought it was just Karapika. I don't. I think it's just. Uh, I think Karap. I think Killua is hanging out with his sister, or is protecting his sister. That was the last thing I remember about Killua. I, that would Again, check out. Might them both might show up because apparently <laughs> his sister is tied to the Dark Continent somehow. It's this weird, like not his sister, but the the like spirit entity possessing his sister. They share the body. Hunter Hunter's bizarre and <laughs> I, I've awesome. read Hunter Hunter before, Kevin. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. But yeah, last it's thing I remember, minute, but... last thing I remember with Killua was that he was uh, 
like going on a whirlwind tour, protecting both protecting his sister from his family, as well as like taking her out to see the world. So it was kind of like a, you know, a two birds with one stone kind of thing of you've been locked in the basement literally since you were not born, but essentially like you've been locked in this room ever since people figured out you have this weird wish granting ability. So speaking of weird and good, next we have One Piece chapter 1064, Egghead Laboface. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? I thought One Piece was also pretty good this week. Just kind of getting more into some of the backstory stuff. The random ages on the characters was pretty funny. You yeah, know, we her, got... her aging up Luffy to 70, so the pacifist that doesn't recognize him. Yeah. But, and, and then turning Jinbei into a teenager. Yeah, Jinbei as a teenager was pretty interesting. Luffy is an old man being like, you couldn't have picked a better age to disguise me as. I think Odai's just like, man, I don't want to write One Piece, but I do want to write draw my characters in weird alternate forms. So. <laughs> yeah, the putting being captured by Blackbeard is interesting and kind of a spoiler for the cover stories going on right now. Mm-hmm. Although maybe that's going to be the last of this cover story set. Yep. That's interesting. The, like, Vegapunk's lab is the most Jack Kirby drawing I've seen this week, and I've been yep. reading Fantastic Four this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's some cool stuff. I like the, uh, you know, oh, you gotta you gotta put on, you know, like, uh, again, like you said, I want to draw my characters weird, so he was like, all right, I want everybody to have new outfits, so in order to go into the lab, you have to wear the special science outfit. To be fair, he does that every arc. He, I know he does that every arc, but it was just very funny to me that it was like, all right, I want the girls to be sexier, so the lab outfits are essentially thongs. I was going to say, this is just a panty shot. We went from <laughs> a Jack Kirby science lab to just a panty shot. Yep. Uh, this, this might be the least Jack Kirby thing I've seen. <laughs> and then Vegapunk's calling Dragon to like uh, advance the plot, I assume. Yep, and also the I'm, I think I'm going to die. Again, some really cool stuff going on there. Next up, we have My Hero Academia number 370, History. Speaking of American comics, I I talk about in My Hero how I really like how Stan is just drawn by like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle from mm-hmm. the 80s black and white comics. Yep. And Spinner as Stan is just straight up yep. Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. And that's the only good thing about this chapter. Yeah, I, I uh, couldn't, even that couldn't really save it for me. I was just kind of like... So he's big now, and he's dumb. It's more to me that we're fighting all the minor, like he's fighting all the minor characters from Class One A, and yeah. I kind of get that. Like you have to give them something to do if they're ever going to matter. But we feel like we're in the end game. It feels like we're past that. Mm-hmm. If like Ida was here and he was doing something, it would be more exciting than yeah. But this. it's like Tentacool and Sugar Rush is in here, right? I don't think Sugar Rush is. Uh, I think it, it's all heteromorphs, and I don't remember what code his name is. Sorry. Anima. I think it's something something along with anima. Uh, Um, He gets summoned by Seymour. Got it. (laughs) But it's it was like all the heteromorphs and like it it feels very shoehorned in of you know people have been you know mistreating heteromorphs for forever. I haven't seen that though. Yeah. Like I do kind of like he's like, yeah, you're from the city, it's fine there, but out in the boonies, like that is a very X Men like parallel to racism that I can buy. Yes. But it is coming in kind of late. Yeah, that's 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 really my problem is that it comes in late and like we literally haven't seen it because we've been in the city the whole time. And it's such a harsh contrast going from Deku doing his thing to this. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on My Hero, Kevin? Nope. Next up, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 129, Order Maydell and the Eldest Son, which is some shonen battle that happens. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. 
Yeah, it's, it was all right. Yep. I like, yeah, what's his name? The eldest brother. Yeah. Uh, what Tagor- a- Elder Tagoro. El- younger yeah, Tagoro. Uh, young- <laughs> yes, younger Tagoro. <laughs> That's uh, his just, name, right? Like, he's he's even, you know, just like, all right, you're just really going to push home this whole Tagoro thing because he's just getting bigger. <laughs> Mostly it's his hair getting bigger, but, like, he's just physically getting bigger the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. In fairness, Yu Yu Hakusho is 30 years old. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to fault them for it. I'm just saying. It was like, yeah, he's really doubling down on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I like it. I like the fact that it's like that mixed with Super Saiyan 3 of uh, my hair now is like the size of my body. <laughs> I, You know, I didn't get the Super Saiyan 3 vibes, but you're absolutely right. It just kind of came to me now. I wasn't thinking Super Saiyan 3, but just the fact that his hair is now like the size of his body. And I was thinking about that and thought. It's very oh, radity. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Next up, we have a Kanabanshi Story 35 opening act, which I liked. But I do think a lot of the humor is just untranslatable. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I'm wrong and it's just very similar and it just didn't land for me, but that's the vibe I got. No, I'm guessing that's I'm guessing that's what it is. Uh I'm guessing there was some a lot of subtlety to this chapter that was just, you know, hey, sorry translators, just nothing you can do here. <laughs> Idioms don't translate very well. And it's like rhymes and stuff. And they're they're yeah. definitely trying. And so I, I some of them worked, but a a bunch of them fell flat. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it keeps going and going is also a problem, which maybe makes it funnier and funnier in its native language. I don't yeah. know. but I still liked it. Yeah, I really like the vibe. I like how she turns it into a personal attack on the on the guy. And I do like the uh, sudden shift in the uh, the sudden anachronism and her commenting on it mm-hmm. in the story is good, too. Yep. Anything else you want to say on account of Banishi? Nope. That takes us to Sakamoto Days, Days 92, Deal. What did you think of Sakamoto Days this week, Kevin? I like this one. I like that the janitor database is kind of, you know, like, oh, they're coming to kill me. He's like, you know, I'm a top level assassin, right? I know I've been working as the school janitor, but like, I'm not helpless. Sakamoto has been running a convenience store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look at him, you know, like just the that level of like, oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I do. I'm kind of tired of movie director villain guy. But I do a really, bit, yeah. I do really like the beginning where he's like, "Hey, you know what the difference between a masterpiece and a uh, flop is? If I film it or not." Yeah, that that was pretty good. I liked the arrogance of that. That's very shonen boasting. Yes, and I kind of like the plot thickening at the end, but mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes. Yep. Next up, we have Aliens Area. Last episode, laugh, cry, the end of youth. This is the last episode, chapter of Aliens Area, Kevin. Until the graphic novel, which makes me wonder, is that an English release thing? Is that just something they're doing now in yeah, Jump? I, which I, I, It's very curious to me. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's some, like, because, like, uh, again, this isn't enough chapters. This isn't quite enough chapters for a, vo- uh, for a next volume. So I'm wondering, was this a, you know, our contract, you signed a three-volume contract or... Like, you were doing well enough that you got a volume one, and we're just going to finish out. Like we said, we saw it with Build King initially, and that seemed to me like, to be like a special thing, because that was an author who'd worked with Jump before, yeah. and was pretty well-liked. But now we're getting it consistently. Yeah, or I so, guess two weeks in a row. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's just some new paradigm shift of now this is going to happen, where it's like, well, there'll be a little bit more in the graphic release. Is it to try and boost novel sales right at the end? Like, this isn't good enough to keep going, but... 
we're going to try and boost those numbers right at the end by getting people to, you know, hey, go buy the last volume. There's going to be, you know, an epilogue chapter. Yeah, it's very curious, mm-hmm. which I think that's fine if they want to just want to do that going forward. Yeah. It's just, I want, or, but I'm speculating like, or is this an English release thing where they're not going to release the last few chapters for free because they don't go anywhere, but they will release them in a volume. I don't that, think it's that, but I, it being two uh, weeks in a row like triggered that thought in that's me. That's fair. I, that it, would be so bizarre to not really. It wouldn't like, be the weirdest thing they've done. No, it wouldn't, but it would just be very weird. Uh, yeah. Or also, like, how much more is there? Is it just like the normal special features you get in a volume and this is pure marketing? Because mm-hmm. it implies more story, right? But I don't know that it necessarily is. In particular, Super Smartphone, while it didn't feel like the planned ending, it did feel like an ending. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We just got to replace uh, Aliens Area with Hunter Hunter every week. Should we just plan sure, to do that? Sure, let's do that. Deal. Last but not least, we have Blue Box number 74. I don't need an answer. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? I really liked Blue Box this week. I really like, you know, the escalation of how this camp arc is going. And I like the, you know, the titular thing of, I don't need an answer that Rhythmic Gnastic Girl has when her friend is talking to her about it's it. like, yeah, you should use the bonfire magic to make him answer you. She's like, no, sounds like some BS. I don't need yep. that. I'll just let him have awkward car rides with my romantic rival until he realizes I'm the one. Yep. I also like a manager girl being like, ah, oh, Taki has pretty form. Like yep. slowly maybe falling. Fall- yeah. That'll or, be- or maybe not, but. That'll be interesting if, or if she's, you know. Regardless of whether she's an actual romantic interest or not, she's a great addition to the yes. story. Yeah, but I really kind of like, honestly, like the purity of Rhythm Jackson Girl of like, I don't need to trick him into confessing or try and like manipulate him. I do, yeah, I don't need to try and manipulate him. It's, I put my feelings out there. Either he will respond to them or he won't. But either way is an answer. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like that I fell in love with you, not the person that you or I want you to be. Yep. Anything else you want to say on Blue Box? Nope. That takes us into Jump Card. Jumpcard is a segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week. Only 17 this week. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask you at the start what you thought of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin, but I thought it was pretty meh, to yeah, be honest. Nope, I don't I've... know if that's come through in our discussions, but... Yeah, they're it, definitely pretty meh. What do you got at 17, Kevin? Me and Robocop. Same. Yeah, Kevin shrugged at me. Uh, yep, I barely remember. I don't really want to try. So. Uh, Bondo got a new haircut. Oh, oh yeah, that nonsense. <laughs> what do you have at 16? That's where I have high school family. They're going on a school field trip to Okinawa. Okay. It's, it's very generic. That's where I have Aliens Area, actually. The chapter we talked about without saying one thing. Right? About it? Yeah. All we <laughs> talked about was the fact that Aliens Area is now done, and this was the last chapter. We said nothing about the actual chapter, which says something. <laughs> yeah. What do you got at 15? Aliens Area. Uh, that's where I put my uh, high school family. Okay. So. What do you have at 14? 14 is where I put Witch Watch. 
just it wasn't really landing with me. I remember it being really wordy, but I have it higher, which must mean there was one or two jokes that I laughed at. I can that's all I can imagine for. Mm-hmm. I don't have it like super high. Yeah, but I'd, where I have it, I feel like there must have been some stuff, but it isn't. I also, I was going to say, depending on your answer to Shonen Jump, how it was, I was very tired when I read it this week, so a lot didn't lodge in my memory as well as you would think. I wasn't super tired, but I'm, I'm not going to say I was distracted while reading it, but I was doing, not doing something else, but I was like getting ready to do something else before it, So I rem- and it being a lot of meh kind of like made me forget. Yeah, I have uh, My Hero at 14. Okay. Because I, like I said, uh... Ninja Turtle drawings is the only thing that got this high, even. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 13? My Hero. Ah, yeah, not very good. No. Uh, that's where I put Tokyo Demon Bride's story. Okay. It was fine. Like, I I liked the idea of it a lot more than the execution, I felt. Okay. Like, Catgirl, I was kind of disappointed in what they ended up doing with her. It felt very similar to what Tokyo Demon Bride's story has already done. Yeah. And it feels like he's just collecting a harem. Like, it's not a traditional harem. It doesn't feel as wish fulfillmenty as that, mm. but it feels like it's following a very similar arc. Yeah, a little bit. What do you have in number 12? 12 is where I put the peas. I think it's just because the reason it's down here for me is just because this is just kind of a beat. Interesting, because while I agree with you, it was a beat for the peas, which is still like kind of out there. And I like no, the I, revelation of the plan. And like, I also felt like the peas was a beat. I think I agree with you, but I felt like Stone and Jump was so weak this week. The peas has gotten, I think, higher than I have ever put it. Okay. Like, I, you know, I still liked it, uh, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So, like, Lucky's going to summon Brilliant Lucky. Like, you know, weird stuff going on, word pea stuff. Yeah. 12 is where I put Mashal. Okay. I did laugh at the joke at the beginning a little bit, but mm-hmm. we didn't even really talk about it because it's so out there. Yeah. And other than that, it's just like some shonen stuff going on. Gara is fighting elder or younger Tagoro. Yep. What do you have at 11? Mashal. Gotcha. Uh, that's where I put Witch Watch. Okay. What do you have at number 10? Uh, 10 is where I have Undead and Unluck. So we've got the... This is an interesting place for the thing to go because like all of a sudden the author is there right at the end as the time loop's about to reset, and then it resets, and it's... The first thing we see her do is go stop the author from getting the, the, uh, the pen. The pen, yep. Which is interesting. Yeah, so, I, like I said, it, it's it's very and, interesting. And we finally looped. Yes, we did finally loop. I have Glinka and Gluna at 10. Okay. Similar, like, bleed over of I don't care for many guys sticking around. Okay. And, like, I like the ending, but it also felt kind of generic. A little bit. I I really found it endearing, so it went a bit, quite a bit higher for me because a bit of a meh chapter. So I was like, I like that bit. Oh, uh, what do you have at number nine? Uh, nine is where I put Mission Yozakura. Same. Uh, <laughs> you know, it Kengo breaks uh, breaks into Shinzo uh, and is like, Hey, this is your this is your repressed memory. Cool. I was the other part of that, and you saved my ass. I know you did some things that you're not proud of to do it, but you saved me. This is one of my best memories. What do you have at number eight? Eight is where I put Tokyo Demon Bread. Okay. Eight is where I put Hunter Hunter. Because while I didn't follow it, it did have handcuffed pigeons. Yeah. It's my number seven. I'm glad to have Hunter Hunter back. I'm not going to make a promise and say that I'll be caught up when we start reading next week, but I am trying to work at actually getting caught up so I will remember what is going on in this arc rather than just the broad strokes of it's the prince's like coronation game, like coronation selection game. And it's on a cruise ship. And yeah, and it's on a cruise ship, which 
basically doesn't seem to matter. It's like a closed room mystery, yeah, yeah. but they're at sea. It's to prevent reinforcements. Yes. From getting there. Yeah. But I do think it's important for that reason. Yes, it is, it is important for that, but not the fact that it's a cruise ship. It's just it's because they're in a locked room. Yeah. Essentially, it's just the room is the size of an island. I have Undead Unluck at seven. Okay. I think I liked it a bit more than you. Fair. I like the contrast. I want to see what she tries to change. Yeah. What do you have at number six? That's where I have Gink and Gluna. I kind of like that they address the fact that Minigin hasn't merged. And he was like, I was trying to, and I just can't. And essentially that they'd been separated so long that he sort of developed his own personality. And I just like the bit where, you know, that one magician just steals him and is like, all right, well, cool. I stole this like interesting artifact from some like plab. They weren't even all the way up the mountain. And then all of a sudden icicle shoots through the floor. He's like, huh? It was just good. I got a kind of Banishee at six. Okay. Like I said, I liked it, but it just didn't translate well. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's my number five. I would agree with you. That's where I put the piece. Okay. You know, like, it, I, I like the piece quite a bit, I think. Like, I think I liked it more than a normal piece chapter. Okay. I followed it better. Fair. And also, like I said, I just thought a lot was yeah, not no, great. Yeah, no, totally fair. What do you have at number four? Four is where I put Sakamoto Days. Same. It's good. I'm liking this arc, you know, so I'm having fun with it. What about number three? Three is where I put One Piece. Same. <laughs> Are we going to line up on top four? It seems like uh, Probably. Um, I didn't think you'd have One Piece there, so yeah, no, I I like I liked One Piece this week, but it, it didn't have anything amazing in it, and I liked the other two things more. So what do you have in number two? That's where I put the Elusive Samurai. Same. Okay, <laughs> it's very solid. It's this conclusion to this arc. It wraps up kind of quickly, but I kind of like the you know jumping into the historical thing of like we don't really know what happened but we know like we don't know what happened during it but we know what happened afterwards and like the consequences of it yeah the consequences now that i'm thinking about it are oddly one piece like we've we've been making that comparison a lot but it reminds me a lot actually of like one piece like those mm-hmm. chapters between arcs yeah. where we see everyone reacting to what they're doing yeah which is you know kind of cool and i, I like everybody being like wait that kid's the young lord shit yeah blue box is number one though yep it's just, it's very good, super cute. Manager girl's great. I like Rhythmic Gymnastic Girl kind of having that purity of, no, I don't need an answer. I don't need an answer from him. I don't need to manipulate him into giving me one. Either he will give me one or he won't. You know, I, I want, I want the truth, not something I have forced on him. All right. So that will do it for Shonen Jump this week. We read Deserter and we will be back to talk about that after the break. So we read Deserter this week. Kevin, you don't like spooky things. No, this is closer to the level of horror that I'm, or not the level, the style of horror I'm more interested in. You like Twilight Zone type stuff? Sort of. Which it, is what horror comics tend to be yes. in the medium. Again, it's it's not my it's not my bag of tea I'm going to have all the time, but I did rather enjoy a lot of these. Some of these... Some I felt were much better than others, and some were just kind of like, okay, you know, like I'm reading it because I'm reading it, but I wouldn't have been like, oh man, this is brilliant on some of these, but a couple of them were really interesting and thought-provoking. Interesting, because I expected you not to like it for a couple of reasons. One being that I was kind of disappointed in a lot of them. 
I think that was less that they were bad and more it's Junji Ito and I have like high expectations because I think what I've read of Junji Ito is his best work. Yeah. And this is a lot of his early work. But also we talk a lot about it in particular with me and Roboco, but in general, a lot of times comedy series will just end on a, and then it all went back to normal sort of mm-hmm. beat of like, and that's kind of the joke is it just doesn't end. Yep. Horror and comedy get compared a lot because they have a lot of similar beats. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these horror manga end on that note. And it works better for horror that be, than comedy because comedy is usually continuing. Yeah. And so you need a next chapter. But a lot of these I feel like in just are like, and then it ended. Particularly the Village of the Siren. I really had that, which I thought was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Until the end is in, and then demons took over, I guess. Yep. I'm in this circle. I, I'm chill. I have a circle. But. Yeah. That's not how I was expecting it to go, honestly. I was expecting the demon to eat him and then leave because he didn't get its sacrifice. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that just because of the way the narration was done. But yeah. it wasn't an outside possibility. Yeah, it was just kind of like the, oh, it, it did work. Okay. I, I guess my complaint with a lot of these is I feel like the ending is not quite as clever as it should be. Fair. Like the ex- the exception being deserter. And even then, I don't like the last page of it. Yeah, it's a little... I Because it like it goes on for one page too long, more than anything. Yeah. If they had just ended on the reveal, I think that would have been more effective. Yeah. And that, that's fair. But like I said, you know, I, I'm i not going to go out and buy, you know, I'm going to buy all of his collections now. Because uh, again, it's not my bag of tea. But I'm not really sure how to talk about this because it's different than what we usually do with a s- collection of short stories. Are there any you want to talk about in particular, Kevin? I did like the hair one. Interesting. I I did. That's the first one that kind of like made me roll my eyes. I liked it okay. It's just got a little bit of that like the hair is just alive. Mm-hmm. But it just it was the the interestingness uh, for me it was interesting because it was the hair was alive while still attached to her head or like while she was still alive. Yeah. Like normally it's the Japanese belief of you know like objects can gain sentience over time kind of thing. And, like, hair demons are a big thing in the culture. But, like, the fact that it happened on the girl and murdered her because she was trying to cut it off was interesting. Yeah. Any others stick out to you? The one with the uh, guy who didn't want to sleep because uh, his dream self was trying to take over. But he was, like, empty inside. So it was literally, like, his arm would suck in and then shoot out his mouth to try and, like, turn himself inside out. Yeah, that was the one I was going to bring up as a quality one. I feel like the reveal when he's like, no, my dream self is trying to take over. And then you see how physical that is. Yeah. Is really good. Yeah, because she was like, bind your hands. That's so dumb. And cuts the binding off and then sees it just and start, you know, his hands start clawing out of his mouth was really weird. And also the fact that like she got sucked into the dreamland because she was holding onto his hand when he got sucked in. Yeah. And so, like, when the police come in and it's the Inside Out man being like, oh, she went to Dreamland. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought Deserter was pretty good. We talked about that one already. Mm. And it is the title one. The other one I wanted to talk about is not being so good, in my opinion, is the Unendurable Labyrinth. Just because the ending of that is, like, I am a person who has very specific anxieties. Mm -hmm. And I, I do like when movies and horror media try to exaggerate those into fears that everybody has things like it follows and hereditary do this really really well Mm -hmm. but the ending of this is just like oh no people are watching me and like i get that's her fear but there's like no 
additional height to it at all. Yeah. It's like such a bad climax, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like, because uh, they, they sort of mentioned that they can't leave, but she's freaking out like, oh, God, all these people are looking at me. It's like, well, just leave. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because the stuff leading up to that with the claustrophobia really, really reminds me of the one story about Shinji Ito I can never remember the name of that everybody has read. Yeah, with the uh, the holes in the mountainside. Yeah. Yeah. And the claustrophobia is drawn really well, and it feels like a precursor to that. So for the ending to be so nothing at all. Yeah. But again, like you said, it, you know, it's a collection of his earlier works. And so like that that's basically the only thing of his that I've read before this. So I didn't have as much of, Oh, I've read all of his best work and it's, you know, kind of hard to go back and read his beginning stuff and be like, well, I mean, I see where he got a lot of stuff, but like, you know, when you listen to the greatest hits and then go listen to the first album, a lot of the songs of the first album aren't going to be as good. Yeah. And it's really just a problem with short form horror. And so horror comics really get this of like, it's, all of it's out there right at once. So if any bit doesn't work, mm-hmm. it gets a lot weaker, which is whereas horror movies have to stretch out more and that creates problems like slasher movies have way too many kills in them and such. Yeah. But that's also more opportunities for something to stick with you. Mm-hmm. If one particular kill is really good, it yeah. kind of makes things like the reveal being bad less harsh. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Anything else you want to say about Deserter? I really don't think it makes any sense to add anyone to personality power level from this, unless there's a no. character you want to advocate I, for. I don't remember any of they're all so they're all te- they're all horny teenagers to die. Not very few of them are horny teenagers. Yeah, uh, I like you know they're all just horror characters, so like none of them stood out as particularly interesting or anything like that compared to other horror characters. All right, then next week it is November, so we will start out November by reading Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. I believe we are in volume 18. I double-checked, and then I... Yep. We'll be reading volume 18, because that's where we are in IQ. Yep. Is that, like, halfway? I feel like 33 is the number in my head, but I may have literally just made that up right now. That sounds about right, because I think there's close to... No. Now I can't remember if it's 300 or 400. I think it's 400. Okay. That's maybe right. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to read some more Haikyuu. They're yep. going to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. There's going to be time dilation. There'll probably be a flashback or two if I had to guess. Yep. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerald. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam, and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Happy Halloween! Stop.